Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Shrinking Season One, Episode Six: Imposter Syndrome. I'm Kurt, joined with my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. I, I'm sorry. All I can think about right now are hot wings. <laughs> oh, that's good job, Jimmy. Well, job. that's not what Sean I, said. I guess you got put in the work. I guess got to put in the work. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, indeed. Well, Mr. Sal, we are we are more than halfway through shrinking now we, this is the, the pivot episode yes well I, oh, finishing last episode was the pivot right it's a 10 episode season right so yeah, yeah so now we have pivoted i guess you're, yeah you're we right. pivot we have finishing last we already pivoted we're, we're on the down we're, we're we're quickly approaching the end of the season we're approaching our descent <laughs> yes 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 that's a great piloting term <laughs> so no the, the pilot was coin flip <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay I'm let's sorry. see let's see your rating Rating. Correct me if I'm wrong. You gave the last two episodes a nine. Uh, let's see. I gave episode five a nine, episode four a ten. Okay. Then in that case, I think you liked it more than last week's episode. I still, I think you still gave it a nine. Well, no, actually, it's mostly Jimmy. I think your main complaint with last episode was Jimmy, so never mind. You see, you see, actually, that was the problem with last week's episode. I did not recognize the fact there was a lack of Jimmy, and therefore you gave it a nine. That was your rationale for it. So if that's the reason, this episode is quite Jimmy-centric. I would say mostly Jimmy-centric. You know, there's a hint of Brian, Gabby, Paul, and Iles all kind of have their own spells in it, but it's certainly, I feel, a lot more Jimmy-centric. You love Jimmy he's your character this is a really a big jimmy episode i guess that's enough for you to give it a 10 I, you might be disappointed to see that there's less sean um it's still nothing really going on with liz i mean she, she's there for gabby and for the other characters but I, I think you gave it a 10 mostly because it's the jimmy show and I, you love to see it and you're also married <laughs> yeah <laughs> brilliant observation well, okay well, they, uh, yeah so I think that I think you loved the party stuff, everything that happened at the party. I think you loved the Sean and Alice stuff. I think you loved the Paul and Liz stuff. Actually, actually I think you really loved the Paul and Liz stuff. Uh, I think you, I think you loved the everything going on with Brian. I think you loved most of Jimmy's stuff. I just don't know if you loved that Jimmy and Gabby hooked up at the end. I think if you did love that, then you gave this episode a ten, and if you did not, then you gave it a nine. Oh, I'm gonna say you loved it and you gave it a ten. You were you were both right and wrong. Wow. I did like the ending, but I gave it a nine still. Oh, that's why I like that. I did like that ending. The, the biggest reason for the nine is I, you know, I like the storyline stuff. I like that it's kind of Jimmy centric, but I, for being Jimmy centric, I felt I kind of know knew where it was going, and so like I'm just kind of waiting for the motions to play out. Like I'm okay. You were you knew it was tonight. going to Jimmy and Gabby hooking up. No, 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 not to that to... extent. But okay. like, I, I like, he's getting a party. I'm like, okay, he's gonna get way too drunk at the party, right? Like, he's gonna, he's gonna kind of, I don't see make a fool of himself, but he's gonna, he's, he's gonna ruin Brian's moment because I, 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 I'm not saying it's Jimmy's fault. Quite, I mean, he's going through a lot of trauma and stress with his right. wife gone. But I kind of figured that was all gonna happen. So really, a lot of those notes. Now the ending with Jimmy and Gabby, I did not at all see coming. Like, I, <laughs> even like, I did not realize it until they kissed. Like, I didn't even cross my mind <laughs> i don't know if it's different for you but it no i it completely caught me off guard and i like it i, I think it's great it, it makes a lot of sense uh, do you think that they're uh gonna regret that or be or lean into it well uh judging by next episode's title i think they're going to i think someone's going to be regretting it <laughs> <laughs> really i don't know i mean I've, do you know what an apology tour is no i i not not as like a no i've never heard it as like a coin term so i I don't know if it's specific to like 12 step programs or not, but it's basically identifying people that you think you've wronged and like just systematically apologizing to each of them as like, it's, it's a literally a tour of apologies. Okay. Well then, so, well, I, I guess my initial thought was that it ends poorly for them. Like, Oh, I agree. hundred percent. Like I, I, I think, I think, I don't I guess, think that, they oh, just mostly because of that title. No, I don't think they end up together either. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'll still stick with my initial thought on it. But I, I, I'll ask you. I mean, I do care about your total rating, but I do want to know how you felt about that ending scene. 
I loved the ending scene. I, okay, I good. Thought, yeah, I, I, I thought. Did you see I coming? Meshed, so, all right, I, I felt the chemistry between them before they kissed. Like uh, even when Gabby, when Gabby walked in the room, even I felt it more from Gabby than I did from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I, I was a little surprised by Jimmy. I, I don't know if you noticed it, it appeared to me that Jimmy kind of leaned in first. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was simultaneous, but it, it looked, it looked to me like Jimmy leaned in first, which that part surprised me a bit. I, I kind of felt some tension there. Uh, when she said, when she said, why don't you take a munch on this? I, and I was like, wait a minute. And then she shows on the phone. <laughs> so, I, so I actually misinterpreted that. And then, so it was in my head now, are they going to hook up? <laughs> so, um, but I, but I, I like that they did. Uh, I wanted it to happen, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird, but I wanted it to happen. And I, but I don't think it's going to go well. So. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it'll end well for them, especially them being colleagues. I'm interested yeah. to see how it's going to go, though. Yeah, I think if there's going to be some, what's it called, buyer's remorse afterwards? <laughs> buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be some of that in the next episode. Right, but... well, well, what did you rate the episode? Like, what, what, what are your thoughts and opinions on it as a whole? It's very Jimmy-centric. So last week, I, that was your complaint. Dude. It was my only complaint about last week's episode. I effing adore this episode so much. Oh my god, oh my god! It's a ten. Like it, and it, it's oh, oh my god! <laughs> I good. can't say. I, I don't even. I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost for words here. But I, I was. I thought it was hysterical. First of it all, it was very funny. It was so funny. Everything like they're so Paul, good. They're so good with all the humor. Ah, Paul was so funny. Gabby was so funny. Liz Kiara was hysterical. Too. I thought that Kiara and Jimmy. Oh my god, so funny. Brian was hysterical. Every it was so funny, it was so soul crushing. I actually I, I cried a couple of at a couple of different times in this episode. Um, I you did say that you said you were uh, you needed a big cry. I needed this. I needed this episode. I I wanted I wanted some. I feel like the emotional core was there in the beginning, and it, it's kind of strayed. It's kind of strayed from that path, and now it's it's back. Um, and it was exciting. Like I thought the the end was really exciting like like that there's it's a possibility that these two people who are really struggling right now could have found a connection and, and some happiness with each other and I, I think that's exciting i don't think it's going to work out but it's exciting so i i love this episode so much oh my god and i'm totally obsessed with two of the songs in this episode too really yeah like i know oh. I've been listening to this music nonstop for a couple of days now. Dude, these series, they've got great music nowadays. Oh, this girl, oh. I, Only Murders in the Building, we've been covering that as well. I mean, oh, man. We've already finished the coverage by the time you're listening to this, mm-hmm. listeners. I uh, mean, that was a musical, so. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Season, so. Yeah. yeah oh. I've, I've really digged the uh, music and shrinking as well. Oh, I, I love the theme so song. Good. Theme song's pretty sick. Oh, my God. The theme song is amazing. It's it's Ben Gibbard, man. It's the lead singer of Death Cat for Cutie and the Postal Service. And oh, my God. It's it's such a, I don't know, an itch scratcher is the only way I can describe this series. It's like I I, I want I've wanted this series for so long without knowing that I wanted this series. So it, 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 it gives me like leftover vibes for sure, but, but so much well, fun. a lot more comedy. Yeah, yeah a lot more comedy, like, but, but still, but still gets that you know oomph, the the oh yeah something there. This is like after this episode, I was like, this this series is trending into my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, like it, it really this is. could be a really good all time series. It, it, it will depend, obviously, how it ends. We're, we're a little more than halfway, but yeah, it, it, you're right though. It is trending. It's trending. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it, I'm so into these first six episodes. But, I love these characters so much. I don't think there's a character that I don't like on this series i, I don't want to i mean I, I hope this isn't a big spoiler for coverage but i wonder if it's gonna be like an old man type of thing where it starts mm. really mm. well right yeah and i don't even think old man ends badly even but it yeah. just it definitely starts a lot better than it ends, so. <laughs> i think i think so too and i don't want to i don't want to lean into the the kind of the prevailing argument that the it's all downhill from the pilot because i no, think there, no, there's yeah, some we, really great stuff that happens after definitely. the pilot but um but like the old man, I love the old man. I don't, 
I, I, I couldn't, I don't think I'd put that on my Mount Rushmore. Um, just I wouldn't, but two, three episodes in, I, if you asked me, I'm like, oh, I could. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, it's try. I mean, it's, it, I it's need, going really well. I need to have a more emotional connection. That was the old man was such a cerebral connection that I had with that series. Like it was like just very good so, drama. Yeah. So much, so much thought provoking themes. So many thought provoking themes in that series. They're just wonderful. Um, but I don't have like the emotional. It's it's it never came close to making me cry. Like this series makes oh my god, it, it rips my heart out sometimes. I need that to be on my Mount Rushmore. That's where Six Feet Under is. That's where The Leftovers is. And I, I'm still looking for those third and fourth series. All right. Well, I, I, I mean, I could come up with a couple more, but <laughs> but I don't want to I don't want to just place anything right now. This is trending. It's, in that it, it's hard to sculpt things into a big mountain. So you really want to make <laughs> sure you've picked well. That's true. Uh, anyway. OK. Well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear on our ratings. then, Mr. Sell, do you want to chat about our favorite scenes then? Yes. Favorite scenes. Hmm. Favorite scenes. Well, this might be your favorite episode of the season, but what is your favorite scene? Or potentially your favorite episode? Well, I think we got to do some definition again, like we did. And only in the version of the building. I said what a nine. scene is. So I yes. think I know what your favorite scene is. Yeah, I, 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 I do want to ask you what count as the scene so i for you the specific segment i want to highlight is when jimmy tells gabby how kind of for the title of the episode the imposter syndrome why he felt well, he felt that tia did not love him and was going to try to leave him before she died uh or not before she died but so you felt you... that way and you know was going to leave him if their relationship wasn't really in that great a shape okay so you want to make it that narrow or well, I, well, because... I don't want to. That's the segment I'm really trying to highlight. But what I consider that whole scene is when he initially notices Alice drinking is what I have it highlighted as starting. Okay. And then it, it goes up to him telling Gabby to prove it to him if she's so confident that uh, <laughs> Tia loved him. And so you you you're opposed to the party as a scene. I am certainly opposed to putting the whole party as a scene. <laughs> I am wonderful. There, there's so many cutaways to different people and like completely separate. If, if it was <laughs> one person going to, like if it was like Jimmy party to convo to convo to convo, I would definitely call that one scene. Or if it was, but no, it's like some Paul and Liz, some Jimmy, some oh, Gabby. It's, it's, it really um slings lots around. I would not consider the party all one big scene. Folks, I'd like you to listen to our coverage of episode season three, episode nine of Only Murders in the Building, and tell me if Kurt is being consistent or not. I think I'm being. I I would argue that because that's the same people the whole time talking. I and it gets bro like it's it's the three of them observing, talking, observing, talking. It's it's the three of them. This is different characters talking, and then another conversation. Like you know, it's the whole conversation. The mm -hmm. thought process, the exact same throughout. Here we're we're seeing Paul's high, and then we're seeing. Um, Jimmy drunk, and then we're seeing Gabby talking about her libido, and you know, so it's there's a lot of different thought processes going on. Hmm. So no, I yeah, I would I would consider them different scenes. Hmm. If you want, if you want my exact rationale as to why in only Mercer building, only Mercer building episode nine, when I claimed that whole long sequence of <laughs> one scene, that's 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 my difference. That's that's what I'll argue. Hopefully I'm consistent with that in that episode, but I don't know. I I mean, to me, like this is all just one setting. It's all the same place. Nah, the same this episode. is all in like it's Jimmy's continuous. house. You know, once the party starts to when the party at, I mean, it's all in Jimmy's house. So let's just call that all one scene. Exactly. Yeah, ridiculous. I know you think it's ridiculous <laughs> too. So I don't. I don't know. Yes, I, that's do. that's the way I took notes on it. Really honest. Yeah, the way I took notes on it was no. Wait a minute. I take that back. Um, Surely start, at her room, start, start of the party to Charlie arriving. Wow, was one scene to me. What? Yeah, like what, what's the start of the party to you? The, like when when when, when, um... when Derek and Liz show up. What? No, no, no. I take that back. Um, because it's right after Derek and Liz show up. So because then the, actually there's partying happening. Yeah, like when happening. Brian starts to like tell him what the plan is. 
No, no, that's oh, way yeah, before. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is before. Yeah, he no. Talks the, about the, of the year. So, so, so it's a little before when Derek starts asking, like, Derek goes on about how the 70s were. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, it's, it's specifically, it's that little montage when people are being idiots asking or talking to Jimmy about how great he and Tia work together. Got it. And okay, okay, okay. simultaneously, like, the guy is just devastated that Gabby and Nico uh, got divorced. Yeah, no, I would so. consider that. I considered it a lot of different scenes. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't even know me. what to guess for you or put for myself. At this so, point. so I mean, well, now I'm trying to wonder if I want to change my guess. Cause, I mean, here, we, we can live in, like, the um, Schrodinger's cat universe of, <laughs> I think it's all a lot of little scenes. You think it's one big scene, which right. kind of makes me maybe want to change my guess. I feel like, do I have the right to change my guess or no? Well, I, I, it sounds like we're going to take two guesses, doesn't it? Like, we're going to why am I the my well, definition guess and your definition guess? Well, if I'm allowed to take two guesses, then yeah, my the, the your definition guess, I'll go with the party. Okay, but my uh, definition, I'm going with the okay. What, what are you? And my my definition, uh, I'm going with the party for you, and. Your definition, I'm going with. I'm gonna go with uh, Brian and Charlie get engaged. Okay. Uh, do you want me to answer first, or do you want to answer? Uh, I'll answer first. Okay. So, so it, it is the party scene. If you're using my <laughs> def- definition, like no, if I'm not, so that that party. I think's pretty if, obvious. If we're not using my definition, if we're using your definition and breaking it up. Then you're right. That is my favorite. Scene. I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. love to hear that. And what I, what I'll quickly add to it is that if we're using your definition, I would probably agree the party scene is my favorite. Yeah. If we're using my definition, you got me wrong. It's the what I guessed for you. It's yeah. The, oh, good. Uh, I because I think that really is the um Not the, the soul uh, of the episode. It is the the I, and, it's and a title it, and it hurts. Syndrome. It is and, and it it hurts. It, I mean it. I I feel it when when Gabby is you know just it's insistent. Well, I guess to back it up a bit, like she or Jimmy is, is feeling very insecure. You know, he catches Alice with alcohol. He's totally smashed too, and 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 Sean uh, is there with her. He calls her out for trying to impress him, and reveals that he heard her say that she thinks he's beautiful and and he's i mean he's kind of compassionate about it compassionate about it he's like i know you think he's beautiful like you know it's he's kind of sweet about it but she's mortified and runs Mm -hmm. up the stairs what'd you say to her i said how fast can you run up the stairs (laughs) that's a quick wet (laughs) even when drunk but um so she hightails it out of there and then Gabby confronts Jimmy, you know, what was that all about? And, and now the truth comes out. Jimmy did not want to have this party. You know, he got kind of emotionally blackmailed into having it. Right. If yeah, we're gonna daughter. Use, yeah. use, a, use a phrase that had, had come up, uh, Paul and Liz uh, talk about this. So he, he got kind of emotionally blackmailed into having this party uh, by his daughter. And, you know, he got a, a much deeper connection with her out of it, which he may have just ruined, but Anyway, he tells Gabby that the last few months with Tia were awful and he thinks she was going to leave him. And specifically, we get these flashbacks to right after the last party they had where they do have this big fight about how he, uh, how, you know, she, she's unhappy and he, she should just go back to work. And he says, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm, that you're not happy, but I'm really tired of being kind of pegged as the cause of it. And, anyway that's all in the scene right yeah 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 yeah. Uh. yeah and then gabby though insists that she wasn't she loved him she knew she told gabby everything she would have told gabby if she was going to leave him or if she didn't love him anymore and he said no she knows that she she knows that we were close she never would have told you for fear that you would tell me uh and it's she, i saw that look on her face she was she didn't even like me which i mean we can get a whole other conversation about that liking versus loving someone because yeah. there are times that the people that you love you don't like them very much that's true uh, uh, you're kind of going to spell yeah yeah but uh, the the thing that really got me about this was that when gabby insists that tia loved him he says prove it 
and her response is, well, how the, F, how the F am I supposed to prove it? And he says, exactly. And that exactly, I just, it was like a knife to the heart. That, that one is like, you're right. You can't prove anything at, at this point. You can't prove that she did love him. She can't prove that you can't prove that she didn't. Like that, that It's just uncertainty. And that's what he has to live with for the rest of his life. And that's why he's been so numb to this whole thing and why he's been taking it so hard because it was not good. And there's no way to prove he didn't have a closure on that. Right? Yeah, he feels like guilt over it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and it's 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 rough. It's but it's so good. It it can be a struggle when I think everyone can relate to this to some extent, where you have a viewpoint on something, and normally it's like a down viewpoint. Maybe it's the reverse. Maybe you're really positive on something, and you kind of have it's something that no one else can really prove to you. So you just kind of have that thought in your head, and almost like a confirmation bias, right? Whatever information you get, you rationalize. I mean, that's how people really are for the most part. Typically, political views, people will rationalize things with their current political view. Mm Whether it's correct or not, that's a whole other thing. But it's it's a very relatable thing, is what I'm trying to say. It's just uh, not not to this, obviously, like you have a dead wife, but just the feeling a certain way, and maybe Mm -hmm. people are trying to make you feel better, and you just, you know, you just in your own head, or it could be mm-hmm. the exact opposite circumstance. Maybe you're really up on something, and people are trying to warn you about it. But no, 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 no. This is this is great. This is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and I also love the I, the concept of imposter syndrome is one that I yeah we briefly chatted about with. it at the end of last episode. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And we talked about it a lot in uh, Centaur World when we covered Centaur World. Um, which is another series that's very heavily uh, themed in mental health. But uh, anyway, um, imposter syndrome is just uh, you believe, your belief that you are not deserving of what you have. Like mm-hmm. that, that you didn't do anything to earn this and you by all rights shouldn't be there. You're probably not the best qualified to be doing this thing. And yet people somehow think that you are. And... I, I think for a while I can definitely, so I work in tech, like it, you know, Mr. Sandler's that, I don't know if the listeners, mm-hmm. I, I surmised if not by that already. And I think I used to feel imposter syndrome at work. Like, I think I used to mm-hmm. feel like not very confident when I would do things and people would come to me with their problems yeah. and I'd be like, ah, oh, geez, like, I don't know if I, ah. mm-hmm. You're coming at me over that? I don't really know if I'm... I, I talked to you about this, yeah. Mr. Sal, actually. About yeah, someone, yeah, I remember. One day, someone came and told me, you know, in your expert opinion, what do you think about blah? And I was like, oh, well, first, I wouldn't really call myself an expert. And they're like, <laughs> you wouldn't? Like, you wouldn't call yourself an expert? And I'm like, well... And then I thought about it. I'm like, I guess I do know things about the subject material way better than the average person. There's definitely people right. that know it better than me, and I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I, I know it pretty well, and I've kind of tried accepting that I, it's gone a long way for me i think but just yeah i guess being more confident in that way so i, oh, I definitely absolutely. have felt it and I, we've talked about it i think a lot of people have felt imposter syndrome maybe oh, some absolutely. people should feel imposter syndrome <laughs> right. yeah, <laughs> in right, some ways right. almost i guess denning kruger-esque uh, <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean I, and i know that that i have felt imposter syndrome because i for a long time was teaching outside of my area of expertise and so i was teaching something that i didn't know as well as I knew other things, and certainly not as well as other people knew this knew the subject. But uh, people would frequently speak to me as though I was the authority and the expert on it. And I guess, relative to other teachers in the building, I suppose I was because nobody else was actually teaching it. But it definitely, I definitely had felt imposter syndrome a lot when I was doing that. So yeah, no, definitely, yeah, I, yeah very relatable. So, mm-hmm. but in this case, Jimmy's feeling imposter syndrome because he recognizes that everybody in this house thinks that he and Tia were the perfect couple and mm-hmm. that they never fought and they always got along and they just were the model married couple. And he knows better, so. And in, I mean, in reality, no, no couple is perfect. Everybody fights. Everybody argues. Everybody mm-hmm. has disagreements. Everybody has moments where they probably don't really like each other very much, but they still love each other. And so he's not probably going through anything that everybody in the house hasn't gone through also. Definitely. Definitely. It's just a, a combination except, of... Except he can't resolve it. Exactly. And that's yeah. the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that's the guilt he faces. So mm-hmm. yeah, be kind to your loved ones, people. You never know when's the last time you'll see them. That's right. Never, never leave and walk out of an argument. That's well, I disagree with that. I think that's the best strategy for winning an argument. <laughs> the person that walks out wins. That's what I will say. I'm okay. always trying to I'll run out the door. Later. I'm always trying to run out the door once an argument starts. Kurt, I disagree. Gotta go. Guys, <laughs> got got a blast. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, all right. Well, Selwyn, in that case, you, you want to play a, a game? Yes, I do. Yeah, we'll see if you can figure out who said it. Who said it? Mr. Sal, I'm about to prove to you that word count is not the important metric for how easy or hard. Uh, I, I've been trying to because uh, you know it dropped a long time ago, but this is this is the week where I gave you, or the, l- the last recording we did, I gave you an awful quote from Only Murder in the Building the mm-hmm, only, mm-hmm. that was just oh, yeah. almost no, impossible. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to show you how word count, how quality matters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're about you're about to get schooled, son. Number one. Okay. This is probably... <laughs> Number one. This one. This one's just kind of a middle of a road one. I How many are there? Are hard... There are three total. Okay. For a total of two points. <laughs> You'll not get all three. So why even bother to set the score that high? <laughs> oh, no, I'm joking. You have three points if you really want it. We'll give that a three points. Point number one. First quote. We met in church. What's that guy's name? Ben? Is that his name? Uh, it's not, like, I think. It's, it's, it's Kiara's, Kiara's boyfriend. Yeah, it's Bill. I think his name okay, is Bill. Whatever, Unless I've yeah. written down wrong. But, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. give a little more context. But you yeah, so <laughs> so so th- th- this guy comes up to Jimmy and it's like, oh, hey, it's been such a long time. Oh, my God. And while, while they're hugging, Kiara walks in and says, you know, kind of gives him the shh, don't, don't say anything. Because Kiara, I don't know if you recognized her, but she was in episode one. I, yeah, I didn't recognize her yeah. immediately, but the second she went, sh- and they, I was like, oh, she's one of the girls from the first yeah. episode. Yeah, I remember exactly. they name-dropped one of them, like, because they introduced uh, Both of them. Uh, they, I don't remember right. what the other one was called, but yeah, but yeah they, they did name both of them. Uh, and this was one of them, with Kiara. And uh, she walks in, and, and Bill or Ben, whoever he is, says, oh, have you met my girlfriend, Kiara? <laughs> And Jimmy says, oh, no, never. But it turns out Kiara was one of the sex workers that helped Jimmy through a tough time, although he frequently couldn't perform, so they just played Uno. Yeah, or watched uh, something. I forgot what they watched. Oh, but... yeah, was some kind of like home improvement type thing. Not not the sitcom home improvement, but like HGTV type mm-hmm. stuff, I think. Listen, I, I thought this was hysterical. It you, is you think yourself, oh, oh, The funniest part is when he says that line, we met in church, and she like shakes her head like, "No, you see that?" <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so funny. Like, it was like no. yeah, yeah. No, it was funny story. We met in church. That is a funny story. Yeah, no, not true. And then you know, we even get to see a quick flashback of Ben with, I guess, either his former wife or girl, some sort of former yes. partner, Kim. Yeah, uh, and they're jealous over Jimmy and Tia's marriage and. Yeah, outwardly i mean that's that's, yeah. that's i mean that's that he's saying we're going through a bit of a rough patch with her right mm-hmm. there like, that's a that's I a mean, bold move probably marriage on the rocks i mean it, looks like it didn't last so. yeah. yeah yeah um then yeah it, it appears there's some cracks in uh, jimmy and tia's marriage at that time and then yeah. i mean we can just go over the other part when they talk again mm-hmm. reminiscing and gabby comes by yeah. uh, and they recount their experiences to gabby and yeah mm-hmm. i guess uh, I, I kind of thought, you know, it looks like Jimmy's kind of moved past it. Like, good for like, he's not. It's kind of hard for me to remember. And they talked about it last episode as well when um, yeah, Alice talked about how she cleaned cocaine off of his uh, <laughs> Mima's picture. Yeah, Mima's picture. But like, yeah. yeah, Jimmy went through probably a year of massive drug abuse and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. So he's he's definitely um come a lot cleaner on it. Yes. Not yeah, and and, and it's and fine, it hurts but... it hurts to see the relapse in this episode for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think he'll be all right. I mean, it's definitely. It does a, seem that way, yeah. But he definitely, definitely drank a bit too much. It, it, it was a rough night for him. It's a rough night. Yes. So, all right. Well, you got one point, Mr. Sal. That is arguably the easiest one. I will give you one that I think is actually arguably easy. Okay. It is one word. Now, I will, I will, I will give you this that this word 
is probably used in multiple places in the episode. <laughs> I think, but I think you will guess the word correctly. Oh, come on. No. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. First of all, ridiculous. That's I'm sure that's been used in several places. But I do appreciate the the uh, inflection that you pre- presented it with, because it does tell me that this is the guy who's very very upset that Gabby and Nico are divorced. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it was very funny. See, it says it like quality. <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's a lot of no's there. <laughs> that's a lot of no's. Uh, but isn't this isn't this like? This is why I don't like parties. <laughs> no, this is why I, I mean, this is why I don't like parties. But I, I struggle with this kind of is I hate telling people bad news about myself. Not because <laughs> like I don't, I'm all right with sharing that about me. It's the fact of I don't like when people feel bad and they try. Like I, I that makes me feel bad. I, I basically mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a downer. It makes me feel like I'm a downer no. <laughs> to like make people feel bad like that. And so. What he, that guy does to Gabby is like my nightmare. <laughs> so like, oh, oh, that's so sad. I'm like, no, really, it's all right. <laughs> no, man, I'm yeah, I'm devastated for you. No, really, don't be <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> like that. That to me is, oh, I do not like that. <laughs> well, so. first, first of all, I would say that it is okay for 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 you to like. It's okay no, for I, you I, to get sympathy from people. No, it is. Yeah, it you is. shouldn't yeah, feel no, bad I recognize about that. that. I do but recognize that part in, in this in this setting, this like large group setting, yeah, this, this is, is like <laughs> this is ridiculous. This and is, it's, I mean, it's comically yeah. over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's even worse because well, I mean, in this case, the guy didn't know, so this is news to him. So you can almost forgive the the He's overt nature yeah. of his response. Yeah. But in the case of Jimmy, like who's experiencing something similar where people keep just bringing up Tia and the relationship they had and her death and how much they miss her or whatever. Uh, that's just negligent. Like you gotta, I feel, yeah, you gotta I know like, better than that. Who does that? Like who, yeah. who sort of brings up, oh, I'm so sad about your dead wife. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, the vibe kind of, I, I feel like if you're in the funeral, makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense, right? If you're, if you're mm-hmm. in like a party honoring her memory or it's like her birthday, Makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, a party unrelated to Tia, yeah, really shouldn't be bringing it up unless he brings right. it up, right? I, well, I, maybe I, that's just me. But let me give you an exception. Let me give you an exception to that. If if Gabby comes up to him and says, "How you doing, buddy?" Different story. Like he and Gabby are close enough that they've had enough conversations yeah, I, about they've talked about it. That's true. That, yeah, that that she is just checking in on him to see if he's holding up because she knows that she that he can give her an honest answer. And actually tell him or her how she's feeling or how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. These other people who haven't seen him since the funeral have no right to bring this up. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. It doesn't matter how <laughs> close you are to the person in your, your yeah. previous conversations with them on the subject. You're right. Yeah, they've talked to you yeah. about it quite a bit. And yeah. not that you're like a point of authority, but you know, just someone they've come to to chat about it. Yeah, you can check mm-hmm. it about it. They've talked to yeah. you about it already quite a bit. And yeah, no, you're right. That I agree yeah. with that. So. But no, that's definitely not the case for these people. No, God. <laughs> definitely not the case for these people. It's all yeah. right. People are idiots. Here you go, Mr. Sal. Another one word one. Oh God, okay. two in the same episode? Oh, I'm Come showing on. you quality, Mr. Sal, and word oh. choice. It's not word count. It's about word choice and the quality. All right? All right, all right. Now, this one, I think, is a little harder than the last one. And again, I will say the word might be used again in the episode. I won't refute <laughs> that. But I, 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 I think my... um. In, t- in the scene, I'm saying it is very clear. All right, here it is. Decline. Decline. Oh, I oh I know this. Uh, <laughs> this is this is this is pretty funny actually. I don't, I don't think this. I think this is the only place it was used in the episode. I'd, I'd be I'd be shocked if it was used in place else. But this I is mean, someone might say the word decline at some point. I don't know. But uh, maybe. But this was Liz. This is hysterical. She's like, watch. I'll, I'll text my eldest son Matthew. I'm feeling sad and blue. And if you don't call me. I don't remember the exact word. I, I have it written down. This was originally going to be the quote. And I was like, no, I can't oh, get the client. He'll get it. Yeah. I'm sad and blue. And if you don't call me, I'll be so, so mad. <laughs> right. So uh, he immediately calls her and she just says, decline and declines. That is a baller boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's funny because like she, she's telling she's talking to Paul about how he shouldn't feel like ashamed that his daughter wants to take care of him she he should feel like 
grateful grateful exactly and she's like you know i changed their their diapers and i went to their boring baseball games and i love baseball and and i deserve this this is you know that i i expect this which i don't love that <laughs> i don't love that you like that rationale no i, don't I love did that. my licks now they do but their licks for me i i don't love that i i i, think- I, oh, I think it um I don't think when she says that, I, don't, I, I think you take it into it. I think the way you're interpreting it is that she feels she's owed it because of what she did for them. But what, the other interpretation could be is that she deserves it because they want to be with her and help her because of what she's done for them. But she's not saying she deserves it as in okay. they owe it to her and she feels they should do it. But she deserves it and she's getting it because of what she's done and how they feel for her right and i'm i think there's a because i I think i thought about the same way you did and i thought about a little more and i'm like she could have been the other way i'm not sure i'm i'd be more inclined to believe that if she didn't decline this call from her son after emotionally blackmailing him so yeah you know you know what i mean i mean as long as we're going to talk about emotional blackmail through this whole episode like she does that to matthew here and and she declines the call which is manipulative like the whole thing was manipulative i'm feeling sad and blue blah 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 um all manipulation and so i'm i'm less inclined to believe that she feels like her kids just really want to help her because she helped them then i am to believe (laughs) that she feels owed this no you're right i mean what you feel is my initial thought too, but I, I thought about. It. I was like, maybe it's another way. Maybe I, I'm just trying to give. I'm trying to give another perspective, but I I think yeah. I agree with you. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, but, it's, but it's very funny and it's very and it's and like I say, I, I don't know if I love this concept of parents are owed whatever <laughs> later in life because they changed diapers when you were a baby, but yeah, well. I don't know. Your parent might might help you out. I am a parent. I mean, oh, thank you, thank you very much. I I, I suppose that that's possible, but that I I want to believe that I'm not like because I do feel feel like that there's a there's a level of manipulation and control there that is isn't really fair, and I want I want to believe that I have not and will not do that to my kids, but I, only time will tell, I guess. Well, I. Uh... That's who said it. You got all three. I think I gave you pretty easy phrases all said and done, even though there's two one worders there. Just what was the first done. what was the first quote? It was uh we, met at, we met at church. We met at church. So so you gave me three quotes that had a combined total of six words. Yeah. Nice. You got it. And I was pretty confident you'd get them. I mean game recognizes game. <laughs> I don't think I used that right. <laughs> I don't know if you did really either, but what do I game. think that means? <laughs> I don't know. Skill work. I, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> let's just out here. Let's just get into the recap. Okay. Sounds good. We started off with the Sean. Well, Sean and Jimmy are having a therapy session. He's explaining his PTSD trauma, and you know his brain's a real piece of work. And this is a really common thing, as our was it chicken wings? Yeah. You stuck on the head on. So yeah, your your brain's a whole boardroom full of a holes. There's the critic. There's the oh, I, I don't remember all of them, but there's the guy in the corner telling you to eat more hot wings. Oh yeah, hot wings. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, afterward, they head over to the break room. They're putting in the work. Uh, Paul comes in, shares that he did tell Meg about his Parkinson's. She's on her way to make sure he gets the best possible care. Uh, and he warns Sean, definitely not Jimmy, <laughs> to you know, feel that pain now before it gets to you and you at least expect it. <laughs> that bit of foreshadowing. That's just so funny, too. It's like, are you talking to me or Sean? Talking to Sean. Well, you're looking right at me. I can look wherever I want. <laughs> it's like, I'm proud of you, kid. You're doing great. Like, also, was that, was that for the, still Sean? <laughs> so needy. Oh, but that one, that one was for me, right, Paul? Yep. <laughs> Gabby, meanwhile, starts to get down some morning action with Rick, but she just can't do it right now. This right? is hysterical. It's this too was funny. so funny. This is really funny. Yeah. Oh. 
when she makes a comment about um how gross it is kissing her neck. I was like, Lip, <laughs> bacteria, it's a whole microbiome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So she calls. I love her delivery on. She's, he's like, does that feel good? No. <laughs> she uh, she calls Liz afterward about this, and it, it, she can't think of a female term for it. She just can't get it up. <laughs> Whatever happens. This is pretty funny too. Whole, yeah, I, I like that running. Running. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. Paul drops off Alice to Liz. Uh, and he is sick of getting rod dogged by Liz. <laughs> what does he think that means? <laughs> He's just so sick of it. <laughs> Liz, though, in turn. That was really funny. This is so, this is so a really funny episode. Hysterical. He says it so confidently. <laughs> uh. Liz gives Paul some uh, THC, I think, gummies that it could apparently help with his Parkinson's. Uh, just don't take it after you drink, or you will defo vom. So he'll be grabbing those. He'll try them out. Brian comes to the break room to tell Jimmy and Gabby the good news again. This time with the ring, and they're pretty happy about it. Now for him, now he's, he's got, actually the, got ring. the ring. Yeah, yeah, he's got the ring. This is actually serious now. So he'd like to throw a party for Charlie, a surprise party in Jimmy's house, if you wouldn't mind. And so Jimmy goes home, talks to Alice about it. He's got a bit of cold feet for it, but. Alice does use some emotional blackmail. She'd really love the party. Mom loved parties. So he mm. cracks and he agrees to throw the party. At the night it, part. Hmm? Well, there's there's a, there's a bit here that's I think really important uh where Alice says to Jimmy, you know, we're we're doing so much better. And and so that's a big deal for Alice to say that to Jimmy. And of course Jimmy wonders, you know, when you say we, do you mean like you and me as individuals or you and me as a daddy daughter unit yeah and i mean it looks like they're doing a lot better compared to yeah she hugs him two episodes and stuff when they weren't even talking yeah well i mean when she hugs him it's like that's the first we've seen Uh her hug him and and he just like he looks like he's gonna cry (laughs) yeah so sweet so he has to throw the party now Mm-hmm. Out of the party, Brian gives the plan, right? We're going to guise the party that you, Jimmy, won Therapist of the Year. Charlie's going to mm-hmm. come in. You're going to play the, our, our song. I'm going to sing it. Brian's definitely a little stressed, but Jimmy's here to help. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Spoiler alert, <laughs> I guess. Not well, but well. I mean, it worked <laughs> out in the end. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, Alice has her 15 minutes uh, of mourning. Love it. Sorry. I love that they're still on this. Yeah. Still got it. And Sean comes by, right? And he's scared of the party. He doesn't know if he really wants to attend because he doesn't really want to talk to the other people at the party about his past. You know, he, and he makes an example. You know, he doesn't want to explain <laughs> what's gone on he's, in his life recently. He is so funny in this. He's scene. really funny. Oh my god, we, we went, went to, to Maine. Maine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alice will help back him up. Um, He'll she'll swap the topic if need be. So look at that, the dynamic duo. And when Sean leaves, she looks a little swooned. <laughs> oh yeah. So we'll see more of that later in the episode. But Derek and Liz come by to beat traffic to the party, and this triggers a flashback in Jimmy. Where uh, by the way, the same very exchange. funny joke by Derek. I love this. <laughs> very funny joke. Yeah. Very funny joke. They can rinse and reuse. <laughs> Wanted to beat the traffic. <laughs> so. <laughs> You remember it triggers a flashback with the cold exchange yep. with his late wife Tia um, trying to hold her hand and she doesn't want to do it. So that's a you know he has that bit of a sad memory. But then he see he, he's at a loss of words when he sees Alice come down the stairs. Right, but he's just so embarrassing. Ah, thankfully mm-hmm. Brian knows how to compliment her properly. <laughs> I love Jimmy's reaction here too. What the f? Yeah, she didn't like that. Also. What? <laughs> it's so good and this is where we hear the news that Paul will not be coming to the party tonight we didn't get to cut to see Paul enjoying drinking drinking first which was warned not to do that he's drinking (laughs) sees texts from Megan which uh, it's a whole itinerary of stuff they're going to do tomorrow (laughs) which would kind of also stress me out too much oh my god I'm like all right, well listen listen, this is one to a hundred so he's pretty stressed about it and he eats probably way too many edibles (laughs) I imagine yes so it's gumming him down. So party is underway. We already talked about this part where Derek talks about the 70s. That was funny. Uh, we then get 
<laughs> the, the, <montage. laughs> the number one candy in the country. Candy cigarettes. Candy cigarettes. <laughs> this guy had a perm. <laughs> we see a uh, Gabby and Jimmy's montage. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. No scene. Gabby then goes to speak with Liz to learn a new term. Right, we're getting it up for females. Guac the taco. <laughs> she doesn't like this. Yeah, it's she not hates that it. Idea. Right, but, but Liz talks about how her libido might be changing with mm-hmm. age. Like, for example, her sex window is from three to three twenty. Bit mm-hmm. tight, <laughs> but that's what it is for her. Paul and to... and Derek needs to not have annoyed her that day. Yeah, <laughs> that's another key element for it. <laughs> Paul comes in late. And he's not quite sure why he's here. He then declares that Liz tried to kill him and then tries <laughs> to leave. But they, they kind of keep him there. And uh, he's definitely pretty inebriated, definitely pretty high. So <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we then get Ben's introduction of his new girlfriend that they met at church. We then get to see Paul talking uh, about, you know, he can't believe he used to do weed like this. He's in really rough shape. Waiter Derek will go get popsicles for him. Maybe even some of his own good ones. I'm so parched. What can we get you to drink? Popsicle? <laughs> hysterical. Harrison Ford is so funny in this episode. Harrison, oh he's, he's he's funny. I, I think he's doing great as Paul. He is. I did not expect him to play in this way a character. I know. I've not seen Harrison Ford be like, I don't know, I haven't seen him be this style of character. You can do comedy, but normally he's more like, you know, Han Solo, Indiana Jones type of Comedy. Yeah, I mean they're they're comedy to a certain extent. They're comedy in that they're just too cool for words. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, they're really cool characters. Yeah. Paul, there's a there's a vulnerability cool. to Paul that was like, which Very is weird because he he really like tries to keep the walls up. But you know, we see this vulnerability. It's really cool. It's really nice. So Paul blames Brian to some extent for getting him to talk to Megan, and now she's coming down all overbearing and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's emotional blackmail. Kind of like this proposal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jimmy. It's Brian thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's like, oh, geez. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I've talked about this before with, when it comes to like engaging someone. Now, obviously, if, if you're going to engage someone, which I don't know if Brian and Charlie have talked about it, um, you should probably talk to someone about it before you actually <laughs> engage them. I'm, I'm not saying you yeah. permission or you something. Should, you should parents. know the answer before they give it. Really? It should, yeah, exactly. It should be like that. And if you know the answer, I think doing it publicly is a little bit of a pressure. But if you know the answer, yeah. fine. You know what I mean? I don't get the impression that that Brian knows the answer, though. No, because he's so stressed about it. So I, yeah. I, that, to me, is a worrying thing. You probably should try to let that type of stuff beforehand. Yeah. I, maybe that's I more totally of your age thinking about. Anyway, uh, Jimmy reminisces with Kiara. We talked about that. Then we talk about our favorite scenes in my universe mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> uh, of scene selection. So, you know, at Jimmy knows his Alice drinking and then has his conversation mm-hmm. with Gabby about how he doesn't feel that Tia loved him uh, mm-hmm. before she died. Then we talked about the scene as well, where Liz texts her son like a baller. Unbelievable. <laughs> so we then get to see Sean come into Alice's room after she uh, does her speed run up the stairs. <laughs> and well, they both agree not to talk about it. So we'll see more of that in a bit. Charlie arrives to the party. He even brought a card for Jimmy. Congratulations, therapist of the year. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and a very drunk Jimmy gets on the piano and starts to play a bit too slowly. And then he joins in a duet. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Funny. Not a duet. I thought it was good as a duet. Look, Jason Siegel is a great performer. Uh, he um, he is very musically talented. He is one of the main characters in the Muppets that he wrote. So and does quite a bit of singing, including the Oscar-winning song "Man or Muppet." <laughs> so he is an Oscar winner as a singer. Um, I also uh, he's got a, a there's a whole bit in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he is his character is writing the uh writing a, a puppet musical vampire I mean puppet Dracula musical. So what the fuck? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 really funny. It's 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 really and he's 
when he performs it, he it's so good. He he is a great musical performer. I think he did a great job here, despite how inebriated mm-hmm. his character is. Exactly. Well, the song does that in short, thanks to throw up. Mm-hmm. And Brian declares the party over, upset <laughs> that his moment was ruined. So he storms outside. Charlie comes in tow. And Brian just starts to rant and rave about how Jimmy ruined his surprise proposal. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of unknowing that he's telling us all to Charlie, you know, the fact that it's a proposal. So Charlie tells him, you know, yes. And yeah. look at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Y- you think this is a ruined proposal, but it all worked out. So yeah. it, it, it seems to such a great job with this, right? Is that I know. there's this nice, sweet, tender moment. And mm-hmm. Paul lurking in the shadows, <laughs> eating Doritos. Well, Gotta he gave you some advice, crunchy and cheese flavor. Yeah. So, can I give you some advice on how to keep your relationship uh, together and your daughter from straying too far? Yeah, <laughs> they they don't want it, but he tells them it anyway, and they seem actually pretty receptive to it. Which this is, is stay great vulnerable. advice. Stay vulnerable. Don't put up defenses. If you stay vulnerable, you'll always be able to make a connection. Oh, that's a that's just such good advice. Like the 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 minute your wall the walls come up, you're f. But two vulnerable people will always be able to find a way to connect. Oh, so I love Paul lurking in the shadows. It's so good. That's why I thought this might be your favorite scene. But it, it is. I I love this. Hey, scene but too. I, I it was hysterical and it was pretty good as well. It's, it's a good mix. So mm-hmm. meanwhile, Alf and Sean are in her room. Alf presses Sean to leave her room, go have fun at the party, but he'll stay with Dallas. This is fun with her. Yeah. And so actually, if anything, if anything, I was like, oh, no, is this, is yeah. this going to escalate? I mean, and obviously, this has been a running theme for the season now. Sure. So. Oh, and she does take the wrong signal from it, similar to, I forgot her name, but the OCD patient, and tries oh. to go in for the kiss. That's kind of a running theme now for the series, getting the wrong signal. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but she's just a kid, and Sean goes, right? That's, that day. hurts. That hurts for Alice, especially, yeah. yeah oh, no. man. He's good on Sean. I mean, I, I think it's the best way you can handle that situation if you're Sean. I don't really know well, what you do. Uh, you don't say you're just a kid. That you do not say. You don't say that? Uh, really? No, 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 no. No, you know, because that that minimizes her emotions. That that invalidates her emotions. Well, so, so uh, like, he, he could have said something like, I think you're great, but I, I, I'm I'm so much older than you. I, I, this is this isn't right. I, or, you know, I, I I think you're great, but I'm just not interested in that way. Or whatever. Any anything would have been better than you're just a kid. There's going to be hell to pay for that statement. That's fair. I, I guess given the situation, you probably didn't. You, mm-hmm. you didn't choose the best wording for it. I think <laughs> yeah. it's a little right, but yeah, that's well. Be, he, I, I mean, that way. He did the right thing in saying no and mm-hmm. removing himself from the situation. That that was yeah. the right thing to do. You're right. But, though. I didn't think of it that way. You're right. Yeah. Though, calling it. You're just a kid. Yeah. Shit. That, that, that's going to. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, right. so, so now she's got all this sexual tension, all this grief. And now she's got this, these complex feelings of inadequacy as well. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to write down trying Alice in the next episode. Also, this is one of the needle drops that I'm obsessed with from this episode is uh it's charlotte lawrence uh the song's called body bag and oh my god i've listened to it today i've probably listened to that song like seven or eight times it, it is a very sad song but i love sad music i call it delicious melancholy and that, that's that's what this is to me i love it well we get the last scene which is gabby checking up on jimmy after his shower and bath I almost picked this as my favorite scene, by the it way. Is a good I really scene. love this scene. It is a good scene. I, I agree with that. It's kind of the antithesis of the scene we did pick, though. It's like, <laughs> she, you know, it, it, it's the, it's the, um, it's the conclusion to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we that's, that's why we picked the first it. scene. Yeah. yeah. We, I, I think that's what really starts that dialogue. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this is the comeuppance of it. If anything, this adds to the scene we picked. It does. Yeah. So it's so good. Uh, Gabby shows him proof that he was seeking, which is a photo of Tia two weeks before she died at Gabby's birthday party. And I mean, just the way she's smiling, looking at Jimmy to her. And I think Jimmy accepted it as well as proof that she loved you. Right. It might have been bad in your relationship, but she definitely still cared for you. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy appreciates it. 
And then, well, well, well she, she also points out that he needs to stop making up reasons to distract himself from just being sad that she's gone. Yeah, that, that's yeah. important. Uh, very, very important he's because that's that's a, kind of what Paul has already told him. Like, you know, you're numbing. Like, you haven't even begun to grieve. So. Yeah, he's in for a world of pain. So, and after after he appreciates Gabby, they really start to appreciate each other. <laughs> And we'll, we'll see what the comments of that is. <laughs> yeah. But I love how this meshes with what Paul said to Brian and Charlie. Is like these two people, one with no libido and one who couldn't even perform for sex workers because he missed his wife so much. These two people like who are vulnerable, they're vulnerable with each other. They have been for a while and they find a way to connect. And that's exactly what Paul said. Two vulnerable people will always find a way to connect. I mean that's why that's why when I went to Alps and Shansky and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Like, oh no. no. Yeah. And then good on them for like for that misdirection because you do think that's where they're headed with it. Um but I mean Sean I thought was, it was bait, and then I was like, yeah. oh, it's for this scene. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. But I love that because this scene it they've called the tension to Gabby's libido throughout this episode, right? Well, they did it, a great it, job setting up it, for it. It's and, not so, it's not Sorry, finish your thought. So she's had all these guys who she thought were so attractive and she could have had any of them and she just couldn't do it. She just wasn't interested in that way. And now here's this guy who's like sad and like probably hasn't like really, I mean, he just puked all over the piano. Like you would not say that anything about anything that happened in the last uh, three hours has about this guy has been attractive right but this is this is the guy this is this is who she gets excited about and and like that so i, I love that they they went through the whole episode with that but then they also brought it up for him about how he used to pay sex workers to play uno yeah, with by him having because, Kiara there. right like you know this woman who does this professionally and that's not who he can get excited about but with Gabby these and again it's the vulnerability that they have with each other and that's where their connection is and that's that's what's so sexy to each other it's not it, it it's, it's not a rock hard body or uh you know it's just it's not momentary the, lust kind of like it, yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's a it's like bond. It, this is an emotional connection it's so good oh my god uh, two, this two episode oh my there. god <laughs> number one I, I meant to mention this earlier with kiara but i love how they they talk about a character or introduce a character and they always tie him back in somehow like just <laughs> yeah they did it with connor i talked about brian being um yep uh paul's the state attorney but kiara kiara coming back just a great tie-in number yep. two yeah i think they did a great job of making this last scene um like uh not reasonable but it earned that's what i mean earned, yeah right? it, it makes so you, much sense because if, if they didn't show that stuff with her libido in this episode i yeah. mean yeah you could go through a divorce but it's just like okay i mean I, it, it would not mm -hmm. feel as earned right it, no they, it wouldn't it feels so earned like this makes so much sense yeah. it's so good yeah, I love, I love what they yeah, do. me too. I mean, it just it feels meaningful and special because it's it feels, it feels like it's more than just a hookup. Explaining it to yes, <sighs> the new couple. Yeah. Oh my engaged. god, I love I love this series so much. I love this episode so much. It's right. so oh my god, it's so good. Well, it was a good episode, Mr. Sal. Mm -hmm. TV time. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take the time? <laughs> well, I believe you. The spoiler alert: it's TV time. My bad. I took the time early. <laughs> Ain't no time like a TV time. Mr. Sal, I of course think that the people gave it a five this episode. They they did, 77%. Okay. That's for the character rating. I think you said Jimmy. I think the people said Jimmy. And I think you said Jimmy and the people said Jimmy. The people right, did say the... Jimmy, by the way. But only 48%. This is a low one for Jimmy. Really? Yeah. Yes, yes. That is a lot lower than I anticipated for how Jimmy Centrica was. Huh. I know, I know. And I will tell you, like, I, somehow I did not say Jimmy. I said Gabby. You said Gabby, all right. I did. I just, I love Gabby so much in this episode. I just, oh, I, I, I thought she's just hysterical. And then when she, in our favorite scene, 
like try is trying to console him. Like I, I know it's 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 so much about him and his imposter syndrome, but the fact that she went and found that picture afterwards, like it got to her that she couldn't prove it. It got to her that she, that she couldn't help her friend. And then what she helped then in the, I mean this last scene obviously was just fantastic. So I went with Gabby. <laughs> well, I I went with um Jimmy, my bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. say Jimmy, so you got yeah. me right on that. Understandable. But I, I'll tell you what, Gabby's in third place in this 13%. Paul is 31%. Yeah, fine. I mean, I, I guess. Paul's hysterical. Paul, this Paul's funny. so Paul's funny. so funny. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Yeah. Harrison Ford. I forget. Harrison Ford's a big name actor, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, very big. Yeah, they don't get much the biggest, bigger. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Probably the biggest. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, for right. a while there, before Marvel... <laughs> um Harrison Ford was like the highest grossing actor. Oh yeah, what Indiana Jones <laughs> between Star Indiana Wars. Jones and Star Wars, it was like whoa. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But now there's like 147 Marvel movies, so I think it's Samuel Jackson or something. <laughs> <Anyway>. Yeah. Marvel. <laughs> uh, well, she's still going really great. I'm, I'm uh, loving it. I I I and I'm wondering it, and it's not. This isn't a problem. I just a curiosity thought. I wonder how the season's gonna end. <laughs> I don't care. You know I, mean? I just want more episodes like this. I'm just curious. I'm curious. I love what it. they're just gonna be. They they've done well with episode endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this, this is a great example. Oh, this is another song that I adore. This I listened to this one about seven or eight times uh, today as well. This is uh, what I like about you, which is Jonas Blue. Oh my goodness. So good. Well, for next week, uh, we have Apology Tours Episode 7. So mm-hmm. that, I didn't know that was a terminology that is used for someone's actually, you know, especially in a, what was that, like a, like a, like a 12 step program. Like, a, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay. And, and Alcoholics really, like, Anonymous. Wrong yeah. So they're... like Alcoholics Anonymous, whatever, any of those 12 step programs um, usually have one that's making amends and, and it usually involves something like, like an apology tour although making amends is different than apologizing i want to make sure i'm very clear about that uh yeah well fair well i do i do want to say just one thing so i i posted uh our coverage of this season of uh, just recently because we just as we record this we have just dropped the first two episodes of shrinking um as we record episode six but uh i posted that we were covering the series on facebook and like a whole bunch of my college buddies chimed in which is like really funny because they all they, they chimed in the, and this is what this is what they said so one of them said i have to dis oh i i was raved about it by the way i was like i can't say enough good things about this series it scratches every itch for me blah 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 mm-hmm. And one of my college buddies says, I have to disagree. I thought it started off strong, but I lost interest very quickly. It seemed like every episode they tried to introduce some overly traumatic backstory for some character. Way too melodramatic for me. I couldn't finish the series. Well, but he said, I loved uh, the neighbor's husband, though. He was great. (laughs) Everyone loves Derek. (laughs) Derek's the best. But um, but I, I totally understand that take. This series probably not for everybody, but this is just exactly up my alley. This is exactly I, I totally what I want. That. If you're looking for comedy, yeah. there might be too much sadness in it. If you're looking, obviously, you're looking for something more actiony, yep, or maybe even more dramatic, yep, you might not be even into it because it's not even. I think there's all right drama in it, but there's definitely yeah. it's a lot of it's it's just a lot of relatable stuff. I feel like yeah, I, I mean, if you I if you're so. not watching it for that. Then yeah, yeah definitely won't like it as much. No, so I, I would agree. I, it's totally not the type agree. of series where I think you could widely recommend it to everyone. And I think most series you can't. So right. maybe you can. There, there are broad ones. Where, like for example, if you like dramas, I think for the most part people would like Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me personally. Um, but this one, yeah, it's I, a little more niche. I, I don't I know anybody who's watched all of Breaking Bad and said, eh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you, yeah. Just the way it is. So yeah, exactly. Well, uh, but uh, there. So there's another comment uh, from another college buddy of mine in there. It says, uh, "I think this is my wife's favorite show right now. Definitely Ford's best role in a while." And then his wife chimed in, "Loved it. Definitely a favorite." So, you know, I, I your mileage may vary, but for me, like this just is. It's hitting the spot. I think it's really good. I I, I look yeah. forward to. I I'm curious. Like I said, I'm curious how it ends. Um, 
I mean, that'll affect how I think about the series as a whole, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, anything else you want to add, Mr. Sal? And there's a season two. Yes, season two confirmed. They don't have a release date confirmed. No, no, right? no. I don't think they've even started filming yet. All right. So, so distant future yeah. season two. Eons away. But listeners, <laughs> no, it's not eons away. Next week's episode, episode seven. But in the meantime, feel free to listen to our back catalog. We've covered other series. Um, I said Breaking Bad. We've done the last season in a better call Saul. So feel free to check that out. Uh, maybe Last of Us. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe meeting, introducing new characters episode to episode. Uh, yeah. If you like more character-centric stuff as well, I'd recommend The White Lotus. A lot of interesting characters in that series. Yeah. I mentioned Centaur World. I really think there's a lot of overlap <laughs> with Centaur World. There is a lot of trauma. The there's a lot of trauma-oriented yeah. stuff in Centaur World, actually. It, yeah. it is it is made for children, but you can still enjoy it as an oh, adult. I think so. So do check out that in our back catalog. I'd recommend that. Also, if you want to contact us, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Share the podcast, subscribe, review. It helps us. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll be back next week. And thank you for listening. Shoehammer some showhoppers into your day.